0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Beauty Podcast with Sally Hughes, the straight talking, no nonsense and zero BS podcast written and presented by me, Sally Hughes and brought to you by Avon. We'll be discussing a different topic each week from modern wedding makeup to the age of retouching, makeup as a tool of female empowerment, beauty for new mothers and serious skincare that works. In every show, there will be a Q&A with my experts and me and we really want to hear from you. Ask us any beauty-related question or tell us which topics you'd like us to cover. Tag me and use the hashtag TheBeautyPodcastWithSally. Today, clean beauty. Just the term alone is sometimes enough to raise my temperature. Chemical-free, all-natural, non-toxic, eco-conscious, or my absolute worst, the infantilising, no nasties. These terms are bandied about the beauty industry and amongst consumers. But what do they actually mean? Are they marketing speak or based on scientific fact? With 75% of women aged 18 to 34 believing buying natural cosmetic products is very important, it seems clean beauty may not so much be a consumer trend, but a new way of life. With Gwyneth Paltrow's much-talked-about Goop Summit, at a thousand quid a ticket no less, and Hollywood actress Michelle Pfeiffer claiming to release the world's safest fragrance, and reality TV stars heading to Capitol Hill to lobby in favour of safer, cleaner beauty products, I felt the subject of clean beauty was ripe for discussion on this special episode. Who better to discuss these issues than my two opinionated friends Sam Farmer and Caroline Hirons? Sam is a cosmetic scientist and eponymous skincare brand owner. Caroline is an influential skincare blogger, vlogger and facialist. Hello. 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 How is your <laughs> blood pressure as I cover those oh, so take subjects? a deep breath now. It's okay, you can as breathe As I now. just go through the lexicon of clean beauty, do you kind of seize up a bit? I don't.
1: I, I, I used to get very angry about it in terms of the injustice done to the scientific community. But actually, I've, I've tried to now step back slightly and, and, and try and explain it to consumers in a much more accessible way rather than just using the scientific route because we all want to live healthy, successful lives and, and the words like green, natural, organic, they're all words that, that mean something to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think where it gets confused is when that's, ...transfers into a complex chemical industry such as the beauty industry.
0: What about you, Caroline? I'm just
2: really, really exhausted from answering questions saying, does this contain a chemical?
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, we should probably be clear at the top of the show that every cosmetic product in the history of the world has been chemical...
1: Yeah,
0: 100% chemical. 100% chemical. Every single product in your bathroom, whether it's organic and made from plant oils, or whether it's made from high-tech skincare actives, is 100% a chemical product. We're all agreed on that, yes? Completely.
2: And I think to kind of agree with Sam, I used to rage against it. And then I thought, actually, you've got a huge platform. Why don't you just be more educational about it? And so now I just push back with, actually, yes, it contains a chemical, as does the water that you drink. (laughs) and the air that you breathe but let's talk scientifically is there a reason you need to avoid a particular product or a particular ingredient and if you do then I can help steer you Yes. if you're just being green scared yes. then I'm not the right platform for you I, I
0: get that question a lot people say can you give me a version without chemicals and I say well no I absolutely can't because it doesn't a, exist yeah, <laughs> but if there's a specific chemical you feel you'd like exactly. to avoid and you think there's good reason for that then I can probably help you so nonetheless we are talking about 75% of women want to avoid certain ingredients and look for a cleaner solution some 69% of women women above that age and so is it any wonder that the industry is looking to service them is there something good about this movement i mean i would say it's making us scrutinize what we're putting on our face more that can only be good right
2: i think transparency is fine i think transparency is key and transparency is where a brand will live or die you know if a brand comes forward and says this is what we have and this is what we believe and this is why we believe it, which Sam does very well.
0: Nice to see the back of some ingredients, right? Phthalates and uh, sulphates. We're seeing those used less frequently or they're certainly not standard anymore. We're yeah. seeing coconut derivatives and so on to, as foaming agents. Nice to see the back of those.
1: Yes, it's always good for the industry to be challenged. The, the bigger players need to be challenged for us to progress. Um, it's difficult now to bring in a new ingredient. In a certain respect, we are reinventing the wheel a lot, but the more ingredients are challenged, you know, that that's a positive.
0: It's also brought back a few ingredients that I've always loved that had fallen out of fashion. Really happy to see loads of glycerin again, really mm. ho- glad to see lots yeah, of squalane again. Love a bit yeah. of squalane. Love yeah. squalane. Ingredients that weren't cool, that weren't fashionable, that... I've been able to talk about a lot more because they're popping up a lot more.
2: And I think the conversation is great. I think transparency is always a good thing. I think inky lists are always there to be analysed and helping people do that for themselves when they're standing in an aisle, you know, in a chemist and they're not just sure. Just mention what to pick. briefly
0: what the inky list is for those who. Sorry, don't the know. ingredients
2: list on the back of the pack, mm-hmm. or otherwise known as the inky list. Um, I think it's good to empower people so that they can read it and feel confident that they know what they're buying is what they need. So I think if we can all just calm down and take a breath and sort of use it for good, then it's fine.
1: My worry is, where's it going? We've had organic, natural, now we've got clean. My my only concern is... Where next? (laughs) What's left? Um, Because I thought we'd have, after organic and natural went by the wayside slightly, when the light was shone on what that actually means, I thought perhaps we'd come back to efficacy and we'd come back to ingredients and, and more interesting conversations, but we've gone to clean.
0: From your perspective, Caroline... What does clean beauty mean? Uh, last year you did a clean beauty box and I know, as somebody who knows you well, that that would have been quite a difficult project for you to agree to. Mm. So what in your head was your criteria to make it into the box?
2: So the brands that I picked had to be, I didn't mind if they called themselves green and obviously a lot of them said free from on their packaging and all that sort of stuff. But what I liked was either that the product did work, ultimately the product has to work. Yeah. Um, they weren't too heavy on the BS. They aligned themselves as being uh, maybe green or clean or somewhere in the middle, like a hybrid area. And they didn't advocate shoving things up your fanny. That was my kind of criteria, if I'm being honest. (laughs)
0: Let's look at some of the ingredients women avoid. I was fascinated (laughs) but not surprised to research this. So here are the top ingredients that women avoid in cosmetic products. Number one. Do we get to guess? Yeah, go on. Go on, have, Sam. Have, you go first. Well, we know
1: what it's got to be. Well, it's got to be parabens. Got to be parabens.
0: Parabens. parabens is certainly one of them. Um, <laughs> parabens is in at number two. Ooh, I can okay. be like um, aluminium chart show. No. Oh, sulphates. Correct.
1: Yeah.
0: Sulphates come in at four. Number one, I would actually agree in lots of products. Fragrance. Uh, fragrance. Yeah. Sulphates, gluten, um, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gluten. gluten's phthalates. 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 Yeah. Phthalates. Right, right, let's okay. start with fragrances. Okay. I'm, I'm all for this because there are many, many, many cases where I meet women and actually I can discern that the problem quite quickly is that they're using fragrance products. Agreed? Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, they, are the, they, they contain, especially um, natural fragrances in terms of essential oils, they contain the majority of the sensitising ingredients that we have to label on the back of products. But fragrance is a massive topic, like we we use synthetic fragrance to eliminate some of these sensitization issues. So the the real issue is finding out what part of the fragrance you are uh, allergic to or have a sensitization to. So whether that is limonene or uh, whatever it is, we need to find out what that is, because it's a bit like saying, well, I have an allergy to peanuts, so obviously I don't eat Snickers, Mm -hmm. but you don't stop eating chocolate, nougat, caramel, sugar, all the other things that it's contained within that and it's the same with fragrance just because you are have a sensitization to a single element you need to know what that is because otherwise you'll what you're going to stop using all fragrance forever and that would be a tragedy because fragrance is a wonderful industry
0: mm. i mean personally i don't mind fragrance in my skincare at all it doesn't it doesn't bother me um but very often it will aggravate people i mean some people can't even wear perfume mm. you yeah. know its- in its sort of raw form they can't even spritz it on their pulse points never mind have it in their moisturizer i suspect the next one for all of us is going to be more contentious um Oof. so parabens are preservatives uh preservatives i think we can all agree are completely necessary in any water-based product yep uh parabens are the most used, most tried and tested preservatives in cosmetic products. We eat them in our food every single day and yet there is an entire movement in beauty against them. Sam, maybe you can tell us a bit more about that.
1: Well, this all started from a bit of science 20-odd years ago uh, by... Um, well, I won't, I won't um, mention the, the doctor, we'll but put it
0: this way. I call it the MMR jab of beauty. Mm. Yes, and, and, and
1: the, the, if you read the whole report, actually they come to no um, solid, concrete conclusions at the end of it. But the trouble is that this was leapt on by somebody... And written about, never mind the hundreds of studies that were done before that. And we've been using them for nearly a 100 years without issue. Uh, it was um, misplaced, the conclusions that, that people reached with this one single bit of um, unfortunately badly carried out science. But it took hold. And so suddenly we are then moving away from one of the safest, uh, most skin friendly proven uh s- preservative systems in cosmetics and the things that we've used to replace it some of them have since caused issues with sensitization and been banned etc etc
0: there have been a number of product recalls recently haven't mm-hmm. there of, yeah. of things with um preservatives in that haven't kept ingredients stable or that have caused some kind of safety issue and where the products had to be withdrawn from the shelves it has
1: caused huge problems and uh has been a disaster
0: I've had readers who have been told by um, nutritionists, not dietitians, obviously, the distinction there is key, but have been told by nutritionists that the reason they have, quote, bad skin, acne and so on, is that they're using products with parabens in. And this oh comes up God. a lot.
2: This comes up a lot. Like you said, it's a bad PR. Parabens need Beyonce to bring out a skincare line that contains parabens. Just
0: call it parabens. Yeah,
2: just call it. I'm call up it
0: for that. Call it it's yeah, <laughs> Beyonce's
2: line or, or Rihanna when she brings out skincare. Please put, just for the love of the community, please put parabens in your skincare
0: please the next one phthalates is more of an environmental concern so people want to invo- avoid that because of their eco principles what are your readers telling you about phthalates
2: not much it's kind of grouped in with everything else because they've read something that makes them think they should it's in a list that yeah you it's recite. in a list that they tick so and it's not again it's not their fault if you go and try and buy skincare in whole foods they have a list of so many ingredients that you're not allowed and parabens is on there, phthalates is on there so everything that's grouped in that list is seen as bad, that's what drives me mad it's seen as bad, rather than scientifically is there a reason you shouldn't have this in your product, or e- even ecologically is there a reason, you know, ethically should we not have this in the product, so
0: Sam, your consumer's very young so is this coming up as an issue for them?
1: Not really, because it's, it's not a a really common ingredient anymore mm-hmm. the industry slightly sort of moved Agreed. swerved it um it, it is a cosmetic ingredient and as we know it's all about dose and percentages and that's another big conversation um but but it's not an essential ingredient that that i would go to um but you know it has its function
0: i think you raise an important point there in saying that that phthalates are not used that much in products anymore and yet women are actively avoiding them and packaging is actively stating that they're not in there I see this a lot, things on lists of doesn't include well, of course it doesn't include, that's such an open goal, you know it's when British brands say and we don't test on animals well no you can't, it's against the law mm. and there, there are some low hanging fruit aren't there in clean beauty, you can, you can pop some things in that you don't have in your product that no bugger has in their product yeah.
1: I mean do. most of the recent releases I think I I've seen nearly all of them are that standard. No parabens, no yeah. sulfates. Uh, don't we never test on animals? Well, you know, you're no, not allowed, you're not allowed. So,
0: and where are we with sulfates? Because I, I, I have mixed views on sulfates. I certainly think it's beneficial for some people to not use, sulfates. I can't
2: use them. They give me perioral dermatitis if mm-hmm. it's in toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Around and the mouth. Around the mouth, yeah. They, I get boils on my head if I have a shampoo. I can have it if I go to the hairdressers. They can use it once. That's fine. But if I was to be stuck somewhere and use it for two weeks, I would get scabby, bleeding spores on my head.
0: Um, Attractive. Um, I can also get that depending on the shampoo. Mm. Um, sulfates are not always good for me. Mm. Um However, I do, in a cleanser, like a little bit of surfactant, whether it's a natural one or a synthetic one, to get things moving. To right, with a coconut-based uh, surfactant. A coconut-based coconut one, uh, which is pretty much the standard in a balm cleanser now. If, mm. you, if you have a balm cleanser, the surfactant will be a naturally occurring kind of cocoa-nut-based yeah. uh, yeah. one. And like a newsreader going to the ridiculous news story at the end of the piece, gluten. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: OK, gluten. Gluten. <laughs> Uh, Generally, we don't eat cosmetics. You shouldn't be eating your (laughs) cosmetics. We are not the food industry. We are the cosmetics industry. My wife uh, has celiac disease, which means that's an autoimmune uh, disease, which means you absolutely cannot have gluten. Um, And she's been using all sorts of products forever and never, ever had an issue. Um, There are very rare cases, perhaps, um, but generally gluten-free in a cosmetic claim, pointless. is absolutely pointless.
0: Again, for me, it's another piece of low-hanging fruit. Of course, there's not gluten in no. it. It's a bloody moisturiser. Like mm. It's it's fine, unless there's some kind of wheat, which occasionally, once in a bloom, mean there is. But the likelihood of there being naturally occurring gluten in a formula <laughs> is so slim anyway. It's just easy to say it's not in there to put something on the list of nasties, isn't it? Oh, it's utterly
1: ridiculous, really.
0: I do like the simplicity of the clean thing. I just hate... I hate the misinformation and the ignorance so let's try and uh, demystify some more topics around clean beauty in our clinic The Beauty Podcast with Sally Hughes is brought to you by Avon where as well as buying from a rep you can now shop Avon online for the same great beauty products Try their best selling cream to powder foundation, now available in a new matte finish, browse online through thousands of fantastic ranges from makeup to skincare, perfume to body care simply by visiting the online store. So to discover your new favourite beauty product, shop with your rep or just search for Avon online. Now back to Sally, answering your questions in the clinic. So, time for the clinic. These are questions asked to us by people on social media and people around the country. You can do the same by tagging me or using the hashtag SpeakingBeautyPod on Instagram and I'll come and find your question. But today's questions, let's kick off. David says, clean, eco, green, natural. I'm so confused. Do they all mean the same thing? Well,
2: kind of. They kind of do it in, the,
0: in terms of where
2: you're going to find your product in the industry, for example. So if you go into Space NK, they have a green, clean area. Then they have the hybrid area, which are the brands that kind of do a bit of essential oil, chucking essential oil in it. That'll make us green. And then they have the high tech area. So it, they are kind of all lumped into one.
0: Yes. I would agree. Yeah, they are
1: conflated. And if, you, if there's a particular brand that's using a particular claim and you're not quite sure, just ask them or try and look for more information on their website. And, and, they and don't have it. And then... ask them on social media, because yeah. then they have to get back to you. <laughs> yeah,
0: good. <laughs> what does vegan beauty mean? Now, technically, vegan beauty means that nothing animal derived will be included in the product. There is also a tacit gentleman's agreement that it also means it doesn't sell in mainland China. Would we all agree? Yeah. Yes.
2: But the industry doesn't agree. So there are plenty of brands who say they're vegan, but they sell in China. Or, they, Quite or, so. or they're a parent company that sells in China. It's not
0: a regulated claim, but I think within our world, I, I would never call something vegan on my page and if it's sold in mainland China and, yeah. and was subject and to... And also, let's bear testing. in mind, how many countries require animal testing at the moment? Sam,
2: it's not just China. They oh, get the bulk no. of it. There's hundreds.
1: There's 80 or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but, but China is the number one market for most brands. Yeah. And, and no Huge. one would risk their reputation by going into a tiny country in Indonesia. But they Quite would sick. risk everything for China because of the market.
0: Michelle wants to know, what are the benefits of using clean beauty products?
1: Is that Michelle Pfeiffer?
0: <laughs> <laughs> she has produced the world's safest fragrance, Sam. Do yeah, keep but, up. Of course she has.
1: <laughs> I, I would say that um, it, the, the benefit is, don't look at clean beauty as a benefit. Look at what you want from your cosmetic product. Because if you ask yourself... What is clean beauty? You will end up not knowing. For yourself, you'll say, oh, well, it means no nasties. Well, what does no nasties mean? Well, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, it means, what, no goblins, you know. So just you have to f- look at the product, find out what's in it, and and if it works for you. And if you find a product that works for you and it's in the UK or European market, it's going to be fine You know, it's going to meet those standards, probably, that you're after.
0: Karen wants to know, are clean beauty products affordable? Are they more expensive than regular beauty products, Caroline? For a lot, in a lot of
2: cases, they're more expensive because it is, uh, well, simple finances. If you have a a minimum order quantity, if you're a small organic brand and you want to make a 1000 oils, for example, it's going to cost you way more to buy a thousand bottles and a thousand pounds worth of juice, as it were, or juice for a thousand bottles than it is someone like Estee Lauder, P&G, Unilever to make 500,000 of those. So it will cost more simply by that. Should it cost you more based on, uh, it depends. It depends how much you want to buy into it. It will cost you more if you're going down the foot. I mean, you've only got to step foot. I don't want to keep using it, but you've only got to step foot into Whole Foods and Goop Mm -hmm. to see how much it costs. But don't be fooled into thinking that the 95 pound oil that you're buying, you know, they're pumping marula oil out of Africa in tubes. Mm-hmm. It isn't hand picked. Mm-hmm.
0: I would say also, if you wanted to dip your toe into that market, pretty much every affordable retailer or brand has something of that nature. Now, Avon have a range called Distillery, Superdrug have, have a range of, of cleaner beauty. I think Marks and Spencers have a more sort of natural range. Mm. I think if if that's something that turns you on as a concept, very often the cleansers are the things to go for. I think the cleansers tend to be nice oily balms and yeah. nice sensorial kind of experience if you want to dip your toe in you can do it affordably um it's when you start getting into the realms of serums oils moisturizers that they really really hike up the prices in the little culty brands yeah and
2: in that case yes you are paying more than you would if it was classed in the normal side of the market
0: I have a cheerier question for you. What <laughs> ingredients should we all be looking out for, asks Catherine, for all the right reasons, in face creams? Mr. This Farmer? is a lovely question for all of us.
1: Well, I'm going to hand over to you, Caroline, because uh, although... Well, what being... would you choose?
2: If you are going to make me a moisturiser, what would you pick? Oh, for, for
1: you...
0: Yeah, I think we'll probably all have the same yeah, answers we here, but go on. As
2: long as it's basically glycerin and squalane. <laughs> Sat Hughes and I'll having, kind of I will be having... I was about
1: to say, <laughs> um, uh, skin-friendly ingredients. So squalane... And, but what do you want it to do? I mean, that's the other question. Do, do you want it to hydrate? Well, what do you what want it
0: ingredients to... do you love?
1: I love glycerin. I love squalane. Hallelujah. I love um, parabens. Short-chain parabens. Um, I love... Um, Vitamin C. Yeah, so much. Uh, but again, it has to be in the correct formulation. The right way, yeah. It, it ha- can't be in water. It mm-hmm. has to be in the correct formulation, the carrier. Um, just just that sort of stuff, really. Stuff that's been proven and shown to, to be good for your skin.
0: Amen. I like vitamin C every single day. I like glycerin. Mm-hmm. I like hyaluronic acid um there's no reason for anyone not to use hyaluronic acid and glycerin. Yeah. Um squalane I is my savior. I love squalane. I love almond oil, I love avocado oil.
2: I like azelaic acid actually as mm, I get like as I get older and a bit redder, azelaic is my savior as well. Mm. So um I I think the key though that all three of us have said is proven ingredients. You know, the the staples. Good proven ingredients.
0: None of those ingredients are expensive either. No. None of them are organic. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, it, but just 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 very quickly, squalane, mm. Some people still think we got those from shark, from shark liver. Oh, yeah. I get that all the so time. We get it from olive oil. I have oil. to
0: explain it all the time. I get that all yeah. the time. But yeah.
1: then, but then, is it natural? We get it from olive oil, but it has to be deodorized, hydrogenated. Yes. Yeah. So ha- you know, so it's very, very. As you said, it's all great. It's all, but it's complex and it's really interesting. See, we
0: we all perked up at the oh. ingredients we like. Nice bit of fun. <laughs> Um, what's the best tinted moisturizer that has a decent SPF in it for Asian skin? Is there a clean beauty product like this that's Harpreet? The only one I can think
2: of in terms of that, but it's extortionately expensive, is Shantakai. They they would class themselves as as they wouldn't they would never use the term clean, but there are certain things I know Sylvie won't put in products, and they do extremely pale colors. I know that they sell a bomb in China and Asia and. Cross-border, obviously, not China.
0: Again, it's such a matter of opinion, isn't it? Laura Mercier is not tested on animals, uses very high-quality ingredients, but in no way, shape or form would you ever call it a clean beauty brand. But the tinted moisturiser is terrific and it does have a good SPF in. Yeah,
2: and it's been around forever and tried and tested and everyone in the industry that you ask loves it.
0: Um, this seems like a question for you, Sam. How harmful is non-clean beauty? I hear toxic use so much and now I'm worried, especially with my children's bath products, asks Amy. You are the young person skincare guru, so let's hear what you think.
1: Amy, I completely understand uh, all those aspects of your question, but they are all marketing terms. There's no such thing as toxic when it comes to cosmetic products. Um, the other elements were... Was there a harsh in there or...?
0: Uh, Toxic, harmful.
1: Harmful. Again, there's no harmful um, cosmetic products. Um, the the confusion comes with clean, that the opposite of clean is dirty. Well, mm. you know, there aren't any dirt. That just doesn't make any sense. I would... Any product that you buy that says that it's for younger people if you're buying it for your children will be tested and um, supported by um, evidence uh, that it's used... And useful and efficacious for young people. So just just have a look at the products. Um, if you like it and you like the back of it and and you think it's going to be okay, use it. If you don't like it, just swap. There are there are so many products out there. That's the joy of the industry that there's something for everybody. Um, but if you find something that you like, I'd stick with it.
0: Nicola wants to know what are the effects of caffeine and sugary foods on your skin and hair.
2: Uh- Well, I mean, it's not sugar's disastrous for your skin, but, you know, everything in moderation. If you're really tired and you're due to get your period, I crave a can of Coke. I don't really crave it any other time of the the month, but I do then. But if you are, there's a, it's interesting that I see a lot of people when I do the events and they invariably, particularly, strangely enough, in a lot of young Asian girls in particular, they leave home, they leave their mum's cooking, they go to uni and their skin breaks out. Why? Because they're eating crap, no one's changing their bedding, they're stressed, they're studying hard and then they come home for summer break and their skin starts to heal and then they go back into that cycle. So yes, food absolutely has a disastrous effect on your skin if you don't treat it with respect. But no one's going to say, I don't have the cream cake. You know, it's just if you're having only sugar at every meal and if you're having fizzy drinks every meal. But equally, people who think they're doing well in eating green, if you're eating protein bars, they're usually full of sugar.
0: Yes, absolutely. If you're
2: drinking fresh juices, juicing is what dietitians and nutritionists mostly agree on. It's not great for you. You're not supposed to digest 24 cucumbers at once. Mm -hmm. That's not how the human body was Mm -hmm. made. You're better off crunching one and eating it all the way through. Well, you're also meant to chew. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I mean, in general, the, the S's are bad for the skin. Sun, salt, (laughs) sugar, smoking. But everything, in essence, is what makes you happy. And if you're miserable, that's going to show more on your skin
0: more. 100%. Sadia would like to know, finally, why does my skin look glowy some days and crap on others? And how can I make it glowy all of the time without having to wear weird makeup? I don't know if she means that makeup there is by definition (laughs) weird or whether her makeup is weird. I'm not sure. But certainly um, we have some answers between us about how to restore glow. Caroline?
2: Well, if you're in a bind, I would just go for facial oil. If you need it, like fake it till you make it, get a facial oil on your skin, then you'll get glow.
0: It's the impatient girl's best friend. Yeah. If you put facial oil on tonight, your skin will look better tomorrow than it did today. Exactly. And yeah, facial oil if you're in a hurry. And then again, if
2: you if you're not looking, I always look really dull the week before a period and i look the best i ever look in the month on day 2 of my period because my hormones have totally shifted
0: again going back to glycerin and hyaluronic acid i feel like a plumper skin is a glowier skin because the light bounces off it and you just yeah. get an optical illusion that your skin is glowing because it's not that the texture is smooth and bouncy and that's always going to look more glowy well if, if if all the lines
2: are ruffled out there's nothing for the light to be absorbed into as it were and you do you literally get the light
0: bouncing off like popping a raisin into a glass of water and everything just goes and expands out. (laughs) Makes it nice and juicy and plump. That is all our questions for today. And that's all from us. I feel like we could talk for the next eight and a half hours about clean beauty and end up in a bloodbath, perhaps. All just
1: (laughs) (laughs) screaming. At least it would be natural. (laughs) And organic.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, But that's all we've got time for today. Thank you so much to Caroline Hiren's. Caroline, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, just Caroline Hiren's everything. And Sam?
1: Sam Farmer underscore co.
0: Oh, you had to be awkward, didn't you? <laughs> Sam Farmer underscore co on the internet. You can find them there. And you can find us by tagging me, Sally Hughes, Sally with an I, because I'm Welsh, it's not a media affectation. <laughs> Um, and tagging us in the beauty podcast with Sally on a hashtag. You can also find me on Twitter, in fact, with just my name, and I will find you there if you want to ask me anything at all about beauty um, or if you just have some ideas for some upcoming shows. But in the meantime, thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to me, Sally Hughes, and this podcast was brought to you by Avon.